This is the Off Duty On Duty Podcast, episode number 31. I'm your host, Brian Eastridge. Welcome to the podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com podcast network. On the Off Duty On Duty Podcast, we take topics relevant to today's gun owners and we tackle them from the perspective of everyday concealed carriers and the perspective of on-duty law enforcement officers to give you both angles of discussion. Today, I'm going to be joined by Michael Burgess. We're recording this one a little early because I'm going to be at TACCON next week. So, Michael from MS Range Therapy out in Lillington, North Carolina. And we're going to talk more range therapy. Uh, basically, we're going to talk about what we're doing during this ammo shortage and how we're, we're adapting to it. It's one of the things we're going to talk about. And we're going to have some, uh, some cop concealed carrier back and forth. But first word from our sponsors today's episode is brought to you by mountain man medical mountain man medical is focused on two core principles first build med kits and trauma kits that consist of name brand proven and tested components second make them the most affordable of any company on the market check out the full lineup of products and kits at mountainmanmedical.com and remember law enforcement officers firearms instructors and other professionals you can save up to 15 percent at mountainmanmedical.com I just like saying Mountain Man Medical. Just I, I just picture like Brian McLaughlin in a beard and like, you know, carrying some, you know, the, the carcass of some harvested animal and wearing its coat, etc. So anyway, Mountain Man Medical. Also brought to you by EDC Belt Company. Manufacturers of the foundation belt, the most comfortable functional concealed carry belt on the market. Get your foundation belt at edcbeltco.com. And uh, lastly, our newest sponsor, CCW Safe, the, the best legal service membership for concealed carriers and LEOs, the most comprehensive coverage by the most experienced team. We're proud to offer you 10% off your membership. CCWSafe.com forward slash off duty 10. As always, the links are in the show notes. And uh, finally, the link for the Guardian Conference. Guardianconference.com is uh, in the show notes. Get your tickets. They're selling out fast. It's going to be in Oklahoma City. Got hotel accommodations. They're going to feed you breakfast and lunch on the range. You got like 24 hours worth of live fire per, you know, the opportunity to get 24 hours of live fire training, lectures, um, just the whole gamut. And, uh, if you listen to last week's episode with Riley Bowman, uh, we'll get you more information on that. All right, let's bring in our guest, Michael Burgess. Welcome back from uh, MS Range Therapy, Michael Burgess. Looking forward to seeing you at the Guardian Conference. Uh, Riley and I talked about it last week, and uh, it's going to be fun. You're going to come out, and uh, we're going to work the bay together. And uh, I was telling. I was telling Riley the other day, I said, yeah, the reason, one of the big reasons I wanted Michael out there is that dude's got the handle on the red dot game. And I am like, I'm okay with it, but I don't teach it. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you've kind of gone, gone uh, beast mode on the, uh, the red dot thing, but so how is range therapy, Lillington, North Carolina? Are you still, uh, you still filling, uh, filling seats in classes there? Oh, oh yeah. Even even with the ammunition crunch of 2021, and I'll still I, I keep my classes small, uh, anywhere from five to twelve people, and I average about seven or eight, which is perfect because it, it allows us to have a lot of time on the individual time with the handgun part. After we get through the two hours of law, which takes about three three and a half. A small class gives you a lot of time to interact, a lot of opportunities to interact with the people in class. So you, you get interesting questions come up. And I think me and you kind of talked about it, but one of the questions that we have to talk about is how do you let a law enforcement officer know that you're carrying a gun? I know when they run your tags in North Carolina and all, it comes back to your name and all that. And they, it's, they know that you're concealed carriers, but you and you have to announce that at, at a traffic stop or something like that. What well, would be the preferred way for you as a cop? Well, 
I, I think I said it on Rob Beckman when he was on. It's like, you know, if you don't have any, re- if you're carrying a gun, you don't have any reason to interact with the police, then just don't. Yep. That's the best, that's the best policy. And I mean, and that's not me being a rude jerk. Cause you know me, I like to be social. I can be, I'm like the friendliest dude ever, but, uh, you know, if you don't have any reason to, or there's no, you know, how, how do you say it? articulatable reason for you to be engaged with the police in some incident, then just don't be as far as like yeah. the announcement thing. I tell people, if you have a concealed carry permit and your state says that you have to announce it to the police, the first thing an officer is going to ask you for when he walks up to your car is your driver's license, right? Well, most of the mm-hmm. concealed carry permits I've seen in almost 20 years of law enforcement look almost like a driver's license. So they fit in your wallet right behind it. Real, real handy. And it's real easy to, to me, that's, that's the, best way is to have you know your license your insurance and your concealed carry permit you know like my insurance company i get the little cards that are like wallet size cards um for insurance verification so i have all three of those things stacked together in my wallet so if i get pulled over which hadn't happened in like god i haven't been pulled over in like 18 years uh (laughs) anyway but uh but if that happens um you know, there's no question about it. You just, you just hand all three of them and that kind of covers you for, oh, okay, you're carrying a gun. Well, you know, I, I used to use an example in, in concealed carry classes when I like, uh, AI, a concealed carry class, I'm like, give me what you think. And the announcement of, I have a gun is, and it's like, people would go, well, you just tell them I have a gun. And I was like, oh, so you're not going to bail out of the car running backwards with your hands up going, I've got a gun. That's not a good policy, right? (laughs) So, so yeah, I just like, and I'm, I'm all about back the blue. You know, those of you that are very pro law enforcement in the concealed carry community, we love you. We appreciate you. But if you don't have any reason to uh, interact with us, best, you know, that's why they call it a concealed carry permit because nobody's the wiser, right? Yeah, in, in North Carolina, you you don't you don't have to announce it unless you're in a vehicle and you're in a traffic stop. They right. don't want you coming up to them at the parade, going, "Hey, man, just to let you know I'm carrying a gun." Ah, that's just. I think you have to put a lot of common sense into it, and that's kind of what I try to tell them is like, you know, you got you got to handle that. Don't don't be announcing the fact that you got a gun if you don't need to. But if he asked you then you have to divulge that information to them and right. all that. And usually the best way I, I tell them is to just, like you said, tell them that you got it, that you're carrying it where it's at. If he wants to see your ID and your concealed carry permit and all that stuff. And I, you tell them where that's at too. And you kind of let them tell you how they want you to interact with them. How, what did you compare it to earlier? It, it's like a dance, man. You just got to <laughs> let the cop lead. That way, nobody's stepping on each other's toes. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. like that. That's a good example. Hey, everybody comes away happy, you know? Yeah. It, a lot less feelings get hurt that way. That's for sure. Because you, you see it where most people, you know, they carry it strong side only. And if you're right-handed, that's right there where the seatbelt's at. And a lot of times, if you got to get your registration out of the glove box, you got to take the seatbelt off. Right. You know, so you're reaching over there and all that. I just, I think North Carolina tells you to put your hands on the steering wheel and, and crack the window halfway down at night. You turn the light on and you just let them see your hands. You tell them that you're carrying a gun and that where it's at. And you kind of let them tell you how they want to move forward. And then you just be nice about it, you know, because they're stopping you for one or two reasons. Either you've done something to cause them to stop you or they're looking for somebody else. Yeah. And on the rare occasion, uh, <laughs> I was talking about this with Rob, uh, Rob Beckman, you know, on the rare occasion you get officer friendly like me who, uh, you know, sees you might've left your car keys in your, uh, gas door when you left the pump 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it might be something as oh, yeah. innocuous that, as that, right? So there's no need to get bound right. up over it, you know? And the other thing I was guys has got a job to do too. <laughs> and sometimes it's not, you know, when they say public servant, that doesn't always mean I'm, I'm serving you a court coupon. Uh, that might mean, that's right. Hey, uh, dude, your, your tire's flat, man. <laughs> you know, let, let me block mm-hmm. traffic and get that. Let's get that fixed, you know, or, or any number of the other circumstances that can arise. But, uh, but yeah, the guardian conference, man, I'm looking forward to like us working the range bay together. And, uh, I have tentatively titled the class Mythbusters. Uh, <laughs> so it'll be a deep dive into the fundamentals and, uh, you know, basically peel it down to what you need to know, but nobody tells you you need to know when you need to know it. So, uh, you know, stripping it down to the, the, the bare minimums on how to, how to effectively shoot a handgun. And like I was telling Riley, I was like, you know, this dot thing is really taken off and, and I am not, I have not taken the plunge into the dot thing. So I was like, I'm going to call Michael cause he's got the, he's got the dot thing pretty well down. And, uh, but because of that, I was, I wanted to have you back on. How are you dealing with the ammo crunch in the, the whole concealed carry world right now? I, I, I can't remember who you had on with your podcast, but talking about where you talk about the airsoft guns. Oh, that's I when I was a, on Rob's have, podcast. Yeah. 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 Rob, I, I have went and got one of the SIG airsoft guns. Okay. And I shot it this afternoon. And all it and it, it shoots at three, five, seven, and ten yards. It shoots just like my uh my SIG M seventeen and all it's it's set up just like it, except it's got irons on it because I'm poor and can't afford to put a dot on everything I own. <laughs> but well it's, and- it's got the same base the same base plate and everything. Wow. And I'll, okay. And we, we shoot, we shoot, we shoot that. And that's how I, I, I let them shoot that in class and all. And, and that was a fantastic idea because so, you can do it. You don't need, you need eye pro, but that's it. You don't need the hearing protection and you can talk about things. You can talk about the grip and you can talk about all that stuff and all in, and it's, it's cheap because you can buy 5,000 uh, six millimeter pellets for like 15 bucks and 48 canisters of CO2 for like $25. And you're set for 5,000 rounds for like $35 and that's 40 bucks. And that is, uh, you're using the SIG branded model, correct? Yep. Yeah, yeah using the there's a couple brand, there's the a couple different that, ones out there. Yeah, it's the one that you if you go to the web SIGs website, they have they have it on there, I think. I'm not exactly sure. I can't remember who makes it, but I bought it on Amazon. It was uh that, the the CO two and the the BBs or the, the six millimeter uh, airsoft pellets. It was like two hundred and forty bucks delivered on Prime. And okay. on, it showed up the day before two classes ago and I've used it in every class. Yeah. How do you, how would you compare like and the I'll, trigger on it to the, the stock three twenty? Is it pretty comparable? It's nothing like mine because I have a graze gun hybrid trigger in mine. I got you. My SIG. I, I also have a compact carry and it feels just like that. Okay. And the, the recoil impulse is, a, it's a little, it's not quite full power, but it's enough for you to understand sight picture, sight alignment, reset, follow through. Yeah. So you get to see the sights lift off the target. Yes. Yes. The sights lift up off the target and all. And when you grip the gun, when you're gripping it properly and all, you see the difference in the sights, the sights hop high when you don't grip the gun, right. And then when you're gripping the gun, right, they kind of just, you know, the slide reciprocates and the, the front sight lifts off just a little bit and all. And it, and it, and it still, it tracks up and down, left and right. You can still look at all of your, 
your grip inputs and all that stuff. I, I like it. I shoot it. I shoot it a lot. Like I said, I shot it this afternoon instead of going outside and shooting 50 rounds of nine millimeter at $50 a box. I shot 40 rounds of actually it was 42 rounds of, uh, of six millimeter airsoft. And I worked on my draw and it'll punch a hole in a, uh, a standard target through the backer. And also I got to do some research and all, but I don't know why that wouldn't uh, suffice at some of the shooting crawl stuff too, because yeah. it punches a hole in it just like 22 does. Well, I got to hand it to uh, my buddy, Mike Delaney. Uh, if I know he tunes into mm-hmm. the podcast from time to time, he was the one that turned me on to it, that, that SIG branded airsoft pistol. That's the business there. And, and I'm not, I'm not sponsored by SIG. I'm not endorsed by SIG. I get no kickback from them, but that, that in-house branded, and I'm sure somebody else makes it, but, uh, the people I've talked to that have that M17 setup have all kind of reported the same thing. And, and, uh, for me, uh, I'm kind of at the point in, uh, life and career that I I don't shoot as much as I wish I could. Uh, you know, I'll wait, I'll, I'll wait this ammo crunch out as you develop as a shooter, unless you're trying to do something really specific, you know, chase the IDPA game, chase the USPSA game, uh, for defensive carry, it doesn't require as much shooting live fire shooting as I think some people really think it does. Once you grasp the concept and I think, uh, the curriculum that I teach and that, 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 uh, you're, you're teaching now, it, it really lends itself to show you a really short range session to really challenge your abilities and to really understand what's important and what's not. So I'm really looking for, like I said, I'm looking forward to the guardian conference. Cause I think you, you put me and you in a bay and it's going to be, it's going to be a successful endeavor. So those of you that are listening, oh, oh yeah, the, Michael will be the, there with, uh, <laughs> at the guardian conference in, in the shooting bay that Riley and, uh, Riley and Jacob are going to assign to me. So, so we're going to, we're going to have a, uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be a two hour block or a four hour block yet, but, uh, but it'll be a worthwhile endeavor at a very low round count. Uh, oh yeah, our what we what we've talked about your class being the ideas that you have. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be exciting and interesting, and all all the way all a well rounded class. I almost wish I could take the class. Well, the <laughs> other know? thing I was looking at is you know we got some heavy hitters Jeff Gonzalez, or, uh, uh, Matthew Little, and Larry Vickers are going to be there, and I want to be able to put together a short course curriculum for maybe somebody that's kind of maybe a little intimidated to go to one of those classes Mm -hmm. and doesn't, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're like me, you're like, Oh man, I don't know if I can shoot that well. And, and I don't know if I want to make that ammo investment. If I, if I don't have a grasp of this, a little bit of a grasp of this going in, I kind of want to target that, that like lower intermediate student, that dude that, that, that is, uh, you're on the cusp of a breakthrough. Let's break you through and then send you over to Larry Vickers or Gonzalez or, or Matt Little's Bay and, and then really dial it in. You know, I, I'm kind of pitching around ideas right now and I'm looking at, you know, if we do a two hour class, maybe 75 rounds. If we do a four hour class, maybe a hundred to 150. And that's on the top end. You know what I mean? That's like, oh, yeah, you. You can do a lot with that too. I mean, there's just a ton of usable knowledge that comes out of that. You know, a lot of that is just breaking that apprehension that they have where they don't, they, it's a confidence problem. Yeah. And you go, a lot of what I see is when I, when I shoot people through basically your, your critique, your, your criteria and, and, the, the kind of the system that you're using and all after about 50 or 60 rounds, you can see them start 
getting the confidence they need. And the minute they start getting a little bit of confidence, then they all of a sudden it starts getting fun to them. And then once it gets fun, they lose some of the apprehension and they're, they're, they're willing to push a little bit. And they see that they're capable of a whole lot more than what they thought they were to start with. And, it, and it's just it's very satisfying to see the switches and see the lights come home. Yeah. And all your curriculum is a fantastic just from the, the new shooter that's there because I don't know, I guess didn't we talk about it? What was it a couple three weeks ago where I had the, the beta test for some something that I was working on where I had yeah. the one shooter that was he was like brand new, new gun, new, new everything. He he had shot before, but it'd been years and years and years, all the way up to the guy that I shoot with all the time, uh Chris. Which Chris is going to the conference too. He's going to be out there too. Oh, that's excellent. And also, yeah, he's going to check that out too. But well, I, th- I think when I came out there, Chris got his money's worth after the class. So, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. He, it's hard to, it, you know, you're, one of the big takeaways from your class is that, you know, it's, it's really true when you go to like Larry Vickers class or Graybeard's class or even Riley's and all them. You're kind of drinking out a high pressure hose. So you, yeah. in physics, you don't get a whole lot out of that. A lot of that is just blow by. But after you get a little bit of confidence, you understand how you can meter that and you can throttle that back and you actually get something out of the class because that's what a lot of people have a hard time, especially now spending $250 on an eight hour class and eight, 900 rounds of ammunition. Shoot, dude, they're talking about spending a thousand dollars on a class, 700 bucks on a, on a class. And, and you're making that investment out there and then you're miserable for eight hours because you're, you're just, you're, you're mentally just miserable and all. It makes a big difference because you can see it. And then once, because people will take some of the beginning classes I have, and then they'll come back at a later date, and it, and it's they're completely different yeah. because they already kind of know. They know that this does this, and do, if I grip the gun, because I don't know if I've heard it once, I've heard it a hundred times. Man, I can hit that eleven, that five and a half inch wide by eleven inch steel at twelve yards. I can hit that if I grip the gun right. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, oh shit. You know, <laughs> well, I, I, I gotta be honest Fantastic. When, when I beta tested and, and kind of developed that curriculum, I told everybody, I said, Hey, bring 500 rounds. It's an eight hour day. And I figured out that after about five hours, it was a grind session. And then yep. all of the serious learning took place in the first 200 rounds. And, uh, Larry yeah, Vickers, man, I, I went to, I went to a couple of his classes and I helped him out helped him put on a couple of classes here in Oklahoma city. And he said three o'clock or 300 rounds were done, whichever comes first. And he goes, and I, and I said, well, man, that's a really good policy. And he said, yeah, you so, see, you know, the maximum amount of shooting I'm going to do in any drill is about 15 rounds. Uh, so and we're going to talk between each one. So basically after 300 rounds or 3 PM people are shut off. And I was like, well, I wonder if I could do it by two o'clock and 200 rounds. <laughs> and I'm, I kind of like, I'm joking about it, but I'm also not, you know, we don't dive off into reloads. We don't dive off into, uh, mm-hmm. like, yep. like, way longer range shooting and things like that. But, uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. And the great thing is I know you're going to be, you're going to be there on the range with me. So if I get one of these dudes, that's a dot shooter, I'm going to be like, Hey, I want you on the right side of the firing line with Michael. (laughs) And then I'll work with all the, uh, iron sight shooters over here. So I think it's going to be a really good mashup and, uh, and I oh, know, yeah. I know that, you know, the curriculum. To it. So no. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I just think that's, you know, people, I, I think people overthink shooting 
And what they got to understand is I think something in, in your podcast with, uh, with Super Dave kind of drove that point home from me and, and how I'm doing things out here. My job as an instructor is not to make you a better shooter. It's to show you what you need to do to become a better shooter. Becoming a better shooter is all up to you. And that comes to practice, 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 practice. But you got to have somebody to at least point you in the right direction and show you what you need to work on to get better and to progress. Because, you know, a lot of people, it's, it's kind of like A, B, C, and D. They can do A, they can do B, they can do C, they can do D, but they have no clue at how to draw the line from A to B to C to D. And that's what we got to do is help them get from a to B, C to D, and that's the practice things and how each thing's kind of blend in. And your your curriculum is fantastic for that because it starts at the very the very beginning. You do this right, then the next step is so much easier. Yeah, and you know, it's a whole lot easier to start out with a with a good a good solid grip, grip the gun hard as you can with you know and instead of having to unlearn a poor grip to start back over and also, and I mean, I, I really enjoy, I, I enjoy your curriculum and I like teaching it too, because you can see it's instant. The, the gratification is there. And I, you know, I, I may be a Easter's fanboy a little bit, but you know what, when your, your shit works, <laughs> well, I'm a firm believer of doing what works, you know? Well, and, and, and I, I, I'm impatient start with i appreciate it and when it, you can see instant you see instant success instant success and all people are people are in a hurry nowadays nobody's laid back anymore. everybody's wide open yeah and if you can feed them something that they can digest and poop it in 10 minutes it don't take four hours and all they're good with that well the th- the thing for me you know back when we were shooting at range one together or 37 PSR now out in North Carolina. Um, everybody had their own scoop on. This is what makes you shoot fast and accurate. This is no, no, no. It's this, no, you need to go in target practice. No, you need to slow fire. No, you need to close one eye. You need to hold the gun like this. You need to do that. And after, you know, after I left there in 2002, my, my journey, so to speak, was let me figure out how to get rid of all the all the chaff and get right to the wheat and it took i mean it took a solid 15 years of of shooting competition with a revolver and shooting competition with a 1911 and a shooting reg regimented and rigid accuracy courses and then shooting speed courses and diving off into um you know, what I, what I like to refer to as the Bible of how to shoot fast and accurate, which is Brian Enos book, you know, practical shooting beyond fundamentals. And what I discovered is you can't understand that unless you've put in a ton of work, it's really difficult to grasp. But if my goal was to shorten that learning curve up to where okay, don't worry about this, 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 and you know, the moon's got to be in the fourth quarter. And if the sun rises over here, your ammo is going to do that. Don't worry about all that stuff. And let me show you what will get you 95% of the way there. And the rest is on you to build the rest of the skills. And, uh, it was a long, I mean, that was a long journey. I I'm not, not like breaking my arm, patting myself on the back over here. That's just taken a long time to develop. And the guy, and I, I credit him every time, the guy that really put the final polish on it was Ernest Langdon. But Ernest, I love the guy. I mean, he's he's a he's a friend to this day. But he really put the finishing touches on what I knew versus what I believed, <laughs> if that makes sense. So, oh, and, and I wouldn't... Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't wish, um, I wouldn't wish this scenario on anybody, but when I was shooting governor's 20 and PPCs and all this, you know, I was averaging about 24,000 rounds a year. That is for those of the listening audience that have never 
done that, you know, imagine how many hours a week you do your normal job and then how many hours a week you have with your family and now cram 2000 rounds a month. So, you know, an average guy gets one range day, two range days a month. That's a ton of shooting. I've heard people say, well, you, I shoot you build a range in your backyard. Right. And, and you went through that yep. journey, like that. from 2019 to yep. 2020, you did all the cram yep. work and you see like yep. Yep. how much time and effort. Well, imagine if you had to yep. drive 20 miles to the range and set up all your stuff oh, yeah. and then police oh, up yeah. all your that's grass. Like, yeah. That's like in the first interview was like, yeah, you ain't got time for that. You know, cause I, I think. 2019, I shot probably. Giggles is probably li- listening, so I probably uh, she's gonna listen to it. So I, I probably shot 22 or 23,000 rounds, and all. And then, you know, 2018, I probably shot half that. Yeah. And 20, 2020, I probably shot 15 or 16,000. Yeah. And all. And, and you know, this year, this year, I've, I've, um probably at the 4,000 round range somewhere right in there. That's, and I'll put, that's my average that, year. If I'm not, if I'm not taking course curriculum, 4,000 rounds or less is my average shooting year to stay. Oh yeah. To stay proficient after the years of 12 and 20 and 18,000 rounds here. And, you know, but well, a, a lot of people don't understand the sacrifice it's that it's a takes. lot less now yes 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 it's a set but 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 now i it, it was fantastic about it now with an airsoft gun and that that, that kind of let's uh circle back to something that was talked about earlier yeah <clears throat> uh grip that airsoft gun it shoots just like my regular gun if i grip it the exactly same way yeah it, it drives to the target the same way. The, the front sight's in the same place. I mean, it's a that's a fantastic tool, man. Michael Delaney, he, he ought to send him 50 bucks. <laughs> he saved me a ton of money. And he has put a, a training tool in my class. And, and, and with ladies and all, it, it's one of those things, well, here, shoot this. And all, and they shoot it, and they're like, "Oh, I said, okay." Now, when you shoot your handgun, it's going to be just the same, just a little, just a tad bit. It's just going to be louder, but it's going to do the same thing. And then they they jump on that man, and they they happy. That's like the my hat class uh, Saturday, which I ended up had had ten people uh, or eight people register to to take the class. And then uh, Thursday, I got a phone call from one of the ladies saying that her group had to reschedule. They had some stuff come up. At, I, I don't know. I didn't ask a bunch of questions. But ended up with just three people in my class. So we, we took care of everything that the state says I have to have in my concealed carry class. And then I beta tested my little curriculum on that. And it was fantastic. They were It was two ladies and a, and a, and a gentleman. And... All of them, new shooters to everything, and it ended up. We ended up uh, shooting person on person, and they shot against each other for a time or two. I think, or maybe they didn't, but they shot steel. But what they wanted to do was shoot against me, so I moved the steel back to where I'm shooting like 15 yards, and they're shooting at like eight yards. And they're shooting from low ready, and I'm drawing from the draw. Uh-huh. And there was Stephanie, one lady. It was all I could do to, to beat her because she had figured out that if she gripped the gun hard from low ready, it straight up pressed the trigger to the rear, the round is going to hit that. Uh, and they're, they're not shooting uh, C-zone steel or nothing like that. They're shooting a knockdown target that's uh, 11 inches tall, or steel is 11 inches tall and five and a half inches wide. And they're hitting that. And it's, and I, I mean, I, I enjoyed myself. I, I mean, I, I fronted them the ammunition to shoot the class. I mean, you know, I think they shot about 
a hundred rounds a piece and all. And it was, it was fantastic. I'm going to be honest with you. The class curriculum and the system that you teach makes shooting really, really fun for a beginner. I like, you know, like you, I went through that long journey of, you know, stare hard at the front sight, press the trigger nice and smooth, feel the reset. I went through that whole learning curve of all the things that people said made you accurate. And, uh, and well, you just got to go practice. You got to practice. Well, you got to train and you got to practice. And what I figured out was over a, a span of time it, that was years long. I was like, man, the average person does not have time to do this. And I remember having a conversation with some friends of mine and I said, I want to do about an eight hour class. That's affordable. That's a moderate round count, pretty low round count to where people that are interested can do that, pick up the safety stuff, the fundamental stuff, and then go and not be afraid to pony up four or $500 for a two day class with Larry Vickers or Ernest Langdon or Gonzalez or whoever, but they can go to that class now. And now they're not drinking from the fire hose. They're, they're sipping from the faucet to where yeah, and it, they're not worried about him. They're not worried about embarrassing themselves. Yeah. Or doing something, you know, outlandish. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be that. That was my goal to really make it all learn. I, I, I appreciate it because it didn't take me, but, uh, it took me less time than it took me to fly out there when I took your class to, to, for the, for the click. And I was like, Oh yeah, I appreciate all this hard work you put in. I'm piece of rob the shit out of this. brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what was, what was funny is, you know, that weekend you flew out and I put that class on, we had some really salty shooters in that class. And we had, mm-hmm. we had some shooters that have been through that gamut that I've been through that never broke away from it. And so we had a really good mix in there and, uh, man, I could see like you were down on the, you know, down on the end of the line. And every time we would shoot something and you'd go, it was like, I would watch these light bulbs pop over your head. Like, Oh wow. But, uh, Uh and, and that's not bragging. I mean, that is literally years of research and, you know, most guys try to learn how to run the gun. Well, I learned how to like reload, how to build the gun. You know what I mean? Going to gunsmithing Mm -hmm. school and learning all these things. And what I figured out was the bottom line is if you can't grip the gun and pull the trigger straight back, it's all for naught. Yeah. All that other stuff, all that other stuff doesn't matter. And you, and you know, it kind of goes back to us. I kind of stick with that when I, when I'm out there to grip the gun hard. And if, if I get, you know, that, recall anticipation man when i hear that i'm like yeah i do that i'm like rob latham i i work really 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 hard at anticipating that <laughs> and the timing that goes along with that yeah and all uh, because because even when we run run drills and the they've stuffed dummy rounds in there where we have to to do a malfunction drills and all that stuff and uh, i've watched it i don't know you know i'm i'm blazing away and all of a sudden i hear a click and when you slow the video down you see the front of the gun kind of push down just a little bit yeah but that that's straight up me driving the gun back because i've timed that recoil pulse where i should i'm i'm pushing hard to get it back because i got a time hack that i'm looking to make and all and, and it's yeah, you know, when you hear that in recoil anticipation, is what is that exactly? Well, I I sum I mean, it up. You know, I sum it up like this: it's it's you press the trigger and grip the gun at the same time, instead of you holding your grip and pressing the trigger and not changing the pressing grip. Pressing the trigger, 
and every single shooter the horse thing yes and every Mm -hmm. shooter that i've seen i used to tell guys at our our police range i said man ball and dummy drills are the absolute worst thing you can do to a new shooter if you don't know what you're looking for and they're like huh well if the gun moves they messed it up and i go if the gun moves after after the click leave it alone if the gun moves during or before you got a problem that you need to work on. And if you're not tuned in enough to see that you don't need to be doing the ball and dummy drill. Does that make sense? Like if you're, if you're not as an instructor where you can see that difference or you do what I do and you use an app on your phone and you take a, and you take a video that you can slow down because maybe Mm -hmm. you can't see the, you can't see if the gun's moving before the click or not. And I mean, making a gross movement, like a a really big movement, because we all have the wobble zone. We all have that, that zone that we, you know, that's acceptable. So that would, to me, that was a big revelation. And that came to me about five years ago. I was like, man, this guy right here, he's shooting lights out. And then I put him on ball and dummy drills and he's, he's stepping back in time, you know, a week. And then I started realizing how detrimental they can be if you don't know as an instructor what you're looking at. So, so either way, we're we're, yep. we're coming up on 45 minutes, man. And uh, you know, Riley was on last week, and uh, we kind of got the overview of the conference. If you could give a person that you don't know that maybe has signed up for the guardian the guardian nation conference that's coming up in September. If you could give them a reason to come see me and you at, at one particular shooting bay, what would that be just off the cuff is, you know, it's, what's the first thing you could think of? It's going to be curious curiosity. I, I'm curious to see, I would be curious to see what you're talking. When you, if you're, if you're, Class is going to be Mythbusters. I, I will be interested to see that because everybody wants to know why. Why does that do that? Why do you say that? Why does he say there's no such thing as as trigger jerk? Why does he? Why is he? Why does he want to slay the cat the, the cash cows? Why does he want to see you slay the sacred cows? You know, and if if you come to come to your class, you're going to understand that. Shooting is very cerebral, but it ain't at the same time. Well, I got it. I, I got to fill you in on something. If I hadn't told you already, you're, you're going to see the curriculum before anybody else. So, <laughs> so, and you'll already know it. So, uh, but yeah, I like that. Be curious because, and the other thing I would say yeah. is if you are a, what you would consider a high level shooter. Uh, somebody that is, has gotten to where you're at, but doesn't understand why drop by and check it out. I agree with that. If you're a shooter that is starting out, like, you know, you're starting to kind of get the hang of it and you want to shorten that learning curve down, drop by. If you're the intermediate guy, Uh, that's like, I I don't know if I want to go and go to Larry or, or Jeff or, or you know, oh, Matthew or whoever, or one of the, or, you know, or Riley Bowman's class. I don't know if I want to go there yet. And you have the opportunity to, to drop in. I think I'll, I think you and I will be able to fill in those gaps really quickly for people and, uh, and get if, them. If, you're, if your class is going to be anything like your curriculum, it's going to be something from every, every skill level from the beginner all the way up to the seasoned shooter is going to get something out of your class because I got something completely different the second time I took your class as I did the first time at a different level. I was a different, I I had my skill set had changed. I had got better and I got a different take on some of the stuff that you were doing and teaching and the reasons behind it. You know, you understood it, but you really didn't understand how to apply it. Right. And your, your, your class curriculum is, it's not to sell it short, but it's simple, man. It's just, it's very, it's very simple 
and it's very palatable. You, I mean, if you're going to get something, and it's and it's nutrient dish dense, you're going to get something from it. And uh, if even if it's oh, that's why that works. Well, guess what? That opens the door up to just a ton of other things because once once you crack that dam of un, unknowing into the rabbit hole of figuring stuff out that, I mean, you just, you can't help yourself. You got to go a little further. You got to go a little further. And, and how many times have I called you and, and had the epiphany like, man, damn, I did this today, this, this, this. And I get the answer. like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, I think I'm, you know, I thought I was like discovering the North pole or something. <laughs> and you're like, Oh no, man, didn't you see my flag painted planted there? You know, I'm like, uh, okay. And you know, and then, and then it always, our conversation always ends with, oh, look at it like this too. And I'm like, oh crap. Then I have to think about it some more. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, man, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed your class. It was, it was very satisfying. Well, and I, I think that's what people are willing to pay for satisfaction. Well, and I, I don't want to like, uh, grease up our listening audience. Like I, like this was a total shameless plug for the class. I just kind of wanted to give them a primer. You know, we talked earlier about some things about cop and civilian or, you know, cop concealed mm-hmm. carrier interaction. And of course, you know, two dudes that are now pretty seasoned firearms instructors, <laughs> you're inevitably going to dive off into the, the rabbit hole. But, uh, the other thing is we got, we got this guardian conference and it is the first of, I, I will, I will not hesitate to say that this will be an annual thing now, uh, whether it be in Oklahoma city or not, but, uh, fortunately for the first year, man, we got a great facility and, uh, I, I, I really can see this thing growing and, you know, I, I was happy to sit on the sidelines and go, Hey man, I'll, I'll help you out with a facility and logistics and whatever you guys need. Cause I love my bros from concealed carry Jacob and Riley and Matthew and all those guys. They're great. They're great human beings. And, uh, which is why I really appreciate that this podcast goes out on their network because they're, they're people that they're, they're like you and me. They're people that I want to be around when I can be around them. And, uh, Oh yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to getting, and I actually meet and putting some faces with the, with the voices yeah. and stuff, because, but, you know, I mean, I, but they asked me to teach a block I'm, and I said, I said, yep, I'm going to teach a block. And I said, I got my buddy, Michael coming in from North Carolina. And they were like, what, what, what? And I said, yeah, don't worry about it. It's, you know, I said, because this is, oh, I mean, this is a dude that I know knows my thought process and curriculum. And he teaches it as much or more than I do. So, you know, you put us in a bay together and there's going to be a successful thing. Uh, plus you know, it's the like-minded shooters and you build a network of shooters together, et cetera, et cetera. But, but I was, uh, I was really honored when they said, Hey, we want you to put on uh, one of your instructional blocks. Cause we hear about the skill builder class, which I dubbed it skill builder. And for some reason that stuck. Um, and as you've seen, it's like you got to learn step A before you learn step B, but step A ain't, ain't, yep. ain't near as complicated as you think it is. Nope. And, uh, nope. and I, I think you do a very good job and your, and your class does a very good job of making people understand that it's not as complicated as they think it is. Yeah. No. And it's just, and, you know, and I, I, I've got, class. I'm going to, I'm going to tease a little bit. Uh, when I, when I do the lecture portion, I go into some of the reasons that it has gotten complicated and, uh, you know, hopefully some of the listeners will, you know, if you listen back through a couple of episodes, uh, there's some, there's some teaser information in there, but, but a lot of what we're taught, I go into the historical aspect of that briefly about this is the context of this. And this is why you've heard this your whole life. And this is why your granddad told you this. And this is why your great granddad told your granddad that told your dad this. Um, and this is, this is the, the context of it all. So I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, 
man, I, and plus you're going to get to come down and, uh, likely bunk with me and, you know, I'll turn over possession of my grill to you. Cause I, I trust entrust you with that as well. So, <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get yeah. Yeah. When you, when you first started, when you first mentioned to me about the, the concealed carry and the conference and all that, I was jacked. I was like, I'm going to that. I told, uh, my wife, I said, Leo, that's, that's going to be my, where I travel this year. And I'm need to figure out how, what that's going to cost me and go ahead and go and get some of that taken care of. And it won't couple of four or five, well, maybe a week later, you, we were talking about it. You're like, Oh, I'm going to present. And I'm like, Oh, I know I'm going now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Any, uh, any final, well, I think we kind of covered final thought with the whole, you know, if you, if you could tell a new shooter or, or somebody that's coming to the conference of why you might want to drop into, uh, our range, babe. And I, 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 that was a great, just be curious. That was a great answer. Yeah. Be curious, man, because it's, it's a good, and, you know, and if you don't be apprehensive about it, because the more knowledge, knowledge frees up a whole lot of stuff, the more, you know, to the, the freer you feel. And the more you're willing to try something that's not exactly the shooting norm. It should be the shooting norm. It's just not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Thanks, Michael. Thanks again. We're just kind of went all over the map today. We, we did a little bit of uh, cop concealed carrier stuff rehashed a little bit from the rob beckman podcast but uh as a reminder check out our sponsors today mountain man medical edc belt company and ccw safe as always they will be posted in the show notes a reminder if you haven't yet buy your tickets to the guardian conference again the link is in the show notes if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. I appreciate it. If you like and share it, share it with your buddies. If you like what we're doing here at the Off-Duty, On-Duty podcast. Till next time. The Off-Duty, On-Duty podcast is a production of Eastridge Training and Consulting, LLC. Consulting LLC presents the following content for educational purposes only. Always take proper precautions, follow all firearm safety rules, consult with a competent firearms instructor, and have trained medical staff on hand when operating live firearms. Legal content, commentary, or explanations do not constitute legal advice. We are not attorneys and recommend always consulting with competent legal counsel when researching or seeking to understand laws and legal application. Eastridge Training and Consulting LLC, its participants, partners, and affiliates are not liable for any action taken based on the content of this shared podcast.